Welcome to Chantel Inspires. Each week, this program will address some of life's challenges, such as sexual abuse, suicide, rape, bullying, and more. Many of us face challenges like these in everyday life. Chantel shows us that we can overcome these challenges as well as be the light in the darkness of others who face similar setbacks. Now, here is your host, Chantel. All right. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show, everyone. I want to thank you so much for returning to our show. I am Chantel, and you are listening to Chantel Inspires. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I am so excited to be able to visit with her. Her name is Jasmine Jackson. Not only is her name awesome to say, but she is one beautiful individual as well. Um, Jasmine, I want to welcome to welcome you to the show today. Thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to share my testimony and to just stay in touch with you. Wonderful. So can you first of all, Jasmine, tell us just a little bit about yourself. What what do you um where are you at? Um do you have family? Just kind of give us a little bit of Jasmine. Oh, no problem. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas. I am an educator by trade, so I'm an elementary school teacher. I am also an author. Uh, I travel around the United States, and I'm a uh, motivational speaker as well as a teacher of the Word of Christ. Um, I'm a busy mother of three, uh, all three boys, and I am a wife to uh, my husband, Stefan, and I have been married for going on 10 years. And I'm oh, wonderful. Nine, so it's a lot of stuff going on in, in this person. <laughs> yes, it sure sounds like it. Never a dull moment, I guess, huh? Never. <laughs> never, never. Not Especially not with three boys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, I just want to start by, you know, our show, Chantel Inspires, talks a lot about people overcoming the difficulties that they are facing in life, knowing that there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And I wanted to speak to you today. What attracted me to you was was that you are a suicide survivor, correct? Yes, correct. Wonderful. And, and I'm so glad that you are a survivor. We've lost so many good, wonderful people. And it's it's always good to hear the survival stories. So can you share with us your story of survival? Uh, No problem. Um, I can't really complain about my childhood. Um, My childhood was pretty peaceful. Um, I traveled a lot with my family, um, but I was the the oldest child of three, and I tried to be perfect. So my story is a story of a, of a girl trying to be perfect, trying to be perfect for her parents, trying to be perfect for her friends, trying to be perfect to the people around them, uh, to around her, and let other people tell me who Jasmine was instead of trying to figure out who Jasmine was for herself. And when I didn't live up to the expectations or the realities of what people placed on me, I fell into the state of depression. I felt like I was a failure because I didn't make people happy. And, you know, as I'm older, I realize now that you will never make everyone in your life happy because you're not a perfect person. But when you live um, in a bubble of you can do anything if you put your mind to it, 
if you just try harder for the perfectionists, they just try harder to be perfect. And then when they fall short, their whole world kind of collapsed because that's what they circle their identity around. It's pleasing people. Um, it got to a point where I had got married at an early age and it really was not the most pleasing thing for my parents and my family. They did not want me to do it. And then after I got married, my marriage was not the best thing. Again, why? Because you have two people trying to become one and you have two young people trying to become one. We're both uh, 19 and 20, so we barely know who we are. Trying to become one as a unit, that's hard in its own self. And then we're both still in college trying to navigate those things. And with all of those recipes being poured in a pot, it was a perfect um, situation for a disaster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Because> oh. <laughs> as you fail, what you're going to fail being a wife at some time because you have to learn how to be that person. But as I fail as being a wife and then I fail at being a student, um, and then after two years of marriage, I am now pregnant with this wonderful, uh, beautiful child that my family's not happy about because it was not their expectation. Their expectation was that, yes, I would get married, which is what I did, but I would be graduated from college. I would have a certain career, and then I would have a child. So when I had it smack dab in the middle of my education, that did not please my parents. And yet again, <laughs> there was another check of Jasmine being a failure. Um, and then after I had my son, I went back to college, and I decided I was going to take 16 hours of science courses. And everyone on the radio who knows who's a science major is like, why in the world did she do that? <laughs> because I had a timeline. I was trying to be perfect. And I failed all 16 hours of those science courses. Um, oh. I got kicked out of school for a full semester. I lost my scholarship. I lost my grant. And what does that do to a perfectionist? Oh, it puts them in a spiral of, oh, my God, I'm worthless. I'm nothing. I'm a piece of crap. Um, because I now I can't even afford to go to school anymore. I lost everything. Um, and I sat in the apartment room um, in my tiny apartment that we lived in at the time um, in August of 2012 with a knife in my hand. And I don't know how I ended up being in the house by myself, but I was no, no husband, no kid, just me, a knife with a plan to end my life because I felt that I was worth more dead than alive. I thought that I was worth more to my family dead of alive because I couldn't do anything right. I was a failure. And I got that knife to slip my wrist, and there was just like I was paralyzed. And I don't even know how to really explain that because it's the weirdest thing. I still try to wrap my around about it, but I was paralyzed. And I could hear the Lord just say, in a voice that just still today confuses me. And he said, what are you doing? Really? That's what we're going to do today? You're going to just kill yourself. You're just going to do that. Yes. And I felt two ways about that conversation. One, Jesus, you're not supposed to talk to me like that. You're supposed exactly. to have a Morgan Freeman voice, and you're supposed to be really holy about it. You're not supposed to be sarcastic with me. That's not how we talk to each other. And two, how important could I be that God stopped what he was doing to talk to me about what I was doing. And it took me on a journey to understand who I was in Christ, to understand that through my failures, they were stepping stones in order for me to be great. 
that they were not the period in my life, but they were the comma. And it takes a certain level of faith to allow yourself to have a comma in life and not a period. Because we think when we go through storms and when we go through issues that that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to me and that's the worst thing that has happened to me. And now my life is no more because of this period. But God let me know that failures are not meant to be period. They're meant to be commas. And he's meant to continue to rewrite your story with the commas of life. And when I gave my feelings and allowed God to use those, he turned my trouble into a testimony in order to help someone else to say, I know it's dark right now, but it'll get brighter. If I would have succeeded, I would have never wrote a book. I would have never wrote a blog. I would have never traveled around the United States speaking the Word of God. I would never have two more children. I would never become a teacher. I would never touch people's lives. I would never be on this radio station, and my life would really be a period. So I come on to help people to say, I know you're going through a dark time, but don't think of it as a period. Think about it as a comma. Wow, that's quite the analogy. That's very, very good. And you know, not only would you not have been able to do all this, but just think of your husband and your little boy. You would have been gone in their lives. I mean, it would have been devastating for them, don't you think? It is, because in the midst of pain, we don't think about the pain that others will endure because of our decisions. We're so drowned in the moment of our despair that we never think about the consequences of our actions. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to kind of step back and breathe about what will be the result of these things. Because my son needed a mother. He needed my wisdom and my guidance in order to help him navigate the world. But I would take that from him because of a circumstance that was never meant to take me out. He didn't have the power to take me out. The only person who had the power to take me out was me. And I was right. playing into the hands of the situation instead of putting my authority over a circumstance. But again, it takes wisdom and years and knowledge and people around me to understand that I have authority to change my circumstance. But a lot of us think that we're powerless instead of understanding that we're powerful if we change our perspective on the situation. So it's all about how we think about a certain thing. If I think I'm a failure, then I'll act in the spirit of failure. But if Mm -hmm. I think that I can overcome, then it doesn't matter how deep and how dark I am. I will always be an overcomer because in my mind, that's what I am. So it really is as you think you are. So I challenge people to rethink their current situation. I know it looks bad right now, but what could you learn in order to help someone else and get yourself out? Because those are the two things you should do at the same time. Help someone out, help someone out, and then learn the lesson. And when you do those things, you will be amazed of how much further you'll be, and you'll look back and be like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how I got out of that circumstance. But I did. So, so Jasmine, did you even, were you, had you already cut yourself or had you stopped yourself before that? I did not get a chance to cut myself because I was paralyzed. 
um, the and knife I, was literally touching the skin of my actual um, was touching the skin of my actual wrist for me to cut a major artery. But I never got a chance to actually cut the skin because I could not move. Um, and I understand God let me know that if I would have done it, I would have been successful. Um, mm-hmm. So he had to stop me in the midst of it. And it was not the first time I've ever been paralyzed like that before. It happened um, a time before, and I didn't understand it. Um, mm-hmm. But I never actually cut the skin of the situation of my life or of my, of my arm um, because, you know, God intervened. He but I know you. that if it would have yeah. happened, I would have been gone because my husband didn't come home until five hours after that. Ugh. So if I would have ble- if I would have cut my skin, I would have bled out. Mm. I would have bled out. So Ugh. well, thank know, goodness that didn't happen. <laughs> exactly. So that's why no. I still call myself a survivor because yeah, it was it was nothing but God to stop that. And Absolutely. if I would have been successful, I would not be here because of the circumstance around the situation. <sighs> Well, I'm going to stop you right there. We're going to go to a quick break here, Jasmine. And ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in just a few minutes with Jasmine Jackson. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red Set. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, everyone. We are here today with our guest, Jasmine Jackson. She is not only a suicide survivor, she is also an author and a motivational speaker and an educator. So welcome back, Jasmine. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. No, you're, it's great to have you here. And you were just telling us your story of, of your suicide survival. And, and we were talking about you you. God intervened, and he made it so that you did not um, scar yourself physically with this. And, and we were talking on break how even though suicide is, is, is an internal scar, those external scars are just a constant reminder of, of our past. And so oh, I, am, yeah. I am so happy that you don't have that um, 
one of my, I think, I believe she was my second guest on the show. And she had a daughter who committed suicide and, and, and she actually did commit suicide and she was a cutter and she was actually my daughter's really good friend. And she was like a daughter to me as well. And every time we would see her, you know, she'd have those scars and she'd always try to hide them. And it's, it's just so sad for those that are going through that, that they don't realize that there is something better out there and you can make it through. And Jasmine, I'm so glad that the Lord intervened with you. Um, what, what did your husband say? Did you, did you, would, did you have the courage to tell him right away or did it take? Oh no. That's oh, what I thought. No. <laughs> we all know the answer to that one. <laughs> well, I had uh, to ask. No, <laughs> None of that. It took me, I want to say, three years before I let him know. Um, oh, my. It took three years because, like you said before, I may have not had the physical reminder, but I had mm-hmm. the mental reminder. Oh, and absolutely. that was something that replayed in my head over and over again um, as a shame. How could it is, I? Yeah. What, what is wrong with me? How could I go there? And when when he can't take you, what I've understood is when he can't take you out physically, then he'll try to take you out mentally. And he'll put shame and frustration and guilt into your heart, you know, as being an enemy, as being the devil. And he will sow those, you know, those seeds of shame to where you don't want to tell anyone. At mm-hmm. one point, I was, I was ashamed of my story. I didn't want to tell, I didn't want to tell anyone, like, tell that. You know, I didn't want you to know that. I didn't want you to know that about me because I felt that if you knew that about me, then you would think less of who I am. That you would think of me as, you know, someone who's crazy or a mental case or someone who's not stable in their mind because who tries to kill themselves? Like, who does that? And so I was scared to tell people that I went through that because of the shame that I had on my that, for, that I had on my own life and then the shame that other people may bring me as a result of not understanding the process of going through that. Because that so when true. you are a survivor, you don't shame another survivor because you understand the difficulties oh. and the battle that that person goes through to have to want to take themselves out. But people yeah. who are not empathetic of other people's circumstance will use that against you and I've seen it before, and I didn't, I didn't want to be that person. Right. But it had the Lord working on me and say that I will use your testimony for my glory, and I will mm-hmm. bring people healing because you are obedient to tell people your pain. And then I will give you the peace, and I will cover you in the midst of you being obedient. So it took me three years to finally walk in that obedience. And I told my husband, and typical like any other person. I, and I don't fall him for it. He was like, oh, you shouldn't tell people that. You know, they're not going to want you around their kids. You're not gonna, you're, they're not going to want you around other people because of mm-hmm. that situation. And I had to mm-hmm. fight through that. I had to fight that me being a suicidal survival did not define me. It, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't all of who I am. That was just the chapter in my life that I used to bring the Lord glory. But it does not define completely who I am. And as I got more into understanding who I am for myself, then it gave me the courage and the confidence through Christ to be able to tell more people. And then when I started to share my story, I realized that I wasn't alone, that there were more people who went through that 
than, than mm-hmm. I thought of. And if I would have been quiet, then I wouldn't help someone. The, when I was on the last radio station um, with um, Joe, we had mm-hmm. someone call in that, you know, their daughter was going through that. And I was able to talk with them and, and give them some practical steps on how they could, you know, help their daughter. Um, but I wouldn't have been able to do that if I kept quiet about it. So I think it's a process that you have to be very prayerful about, and then you have to be mindful, because I wouldn't share that testimony in the beginning with everyone, because I don't think everyone can handle it. Now I don't have any issue of talking about it, but Mm -hmm. that's what, it's been six years since it's happened. So, but in the beginning stage, you're very vulnerable to who you share your testimony with. Absolutely. And, you know, I have seen quite a shift because, um, as the listeners will know, um, I, I am a suicide survivor as well. Only I was, I believe it was 14 when I attempted. And things were a lot different back then than they are now because, like I said, there's, a, there's been a shift. When I attempted it was swept under the rug. We didn't tell anybody. We don't want the family members to know. And so when I said it on the air that time, for the, many people in my life heard it for the very first time. They had no idea. And now I think that it has gotten so prevalent out there that there has been that shift where now it's more public and people are able to share their stories without the shame well, I yes. won't say without the shame because there's it's always going to be there for me anyway, and it sounds like it's still there for you, but there's still that stigma to it, but now it's getting better, and I think the more we share with people and, and the general public, then hopefully we can get through to those that are going through this, and even if we save a life or two, it's, it's so worth it. Worth it's it. so very oh, worth it. Oh, it's so worth it. I think so. the face of what they think suicide looks like is different because oh, yes. you have people, when I started sharing my testimony, it would always be, I would have never thought of that of you. I would have never mm-hmm. thought you would go through something like that because suicide doesn't have a, a face. It doesn't have a look. It doesn't have a style. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a, a, a ethnicity. It doesn't have a economic background. It could hit anyone at any time, in any place, in any stage and age of your life. So, I think as more people share their testimony or share their walk in their story, it, it takes the stigma away that only a particular type of people are doing this or only a, typ- a typical type of individual are doing these things, that it can hit you at mm-hmm. any time. And the more we talk about it, the more parents are aware to look out for their kids and the more spouses are able to look out for their, you know, for their spouses and, and daughters and friends we can all now be our brother's keeper and say, okay, if, if our friend has hit a, you know, a really big economical blow, losing a job, losing a child, um, trying to be perfect, then we can see those seeds of despair and try to make sure they're not watered, um, that we stump them out at their early stages and that that person's not struggling by themselves because that is the worst place to be when you're suicidal is by yourself. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Because then your mind gets to move in. <laughs> mm-hmm. It does, yes. And sometimes not in, not in a very good way. I know that even, not even just the, the suicide thing, but when you are 
down and when you are down on yourself or something really bad is happening to you in your life, that's the worst time to be alone because you need, and I have found this out recently, is that when you're going through a very bad time, the people around you help you through because I don't know about you, but I still have those feelings that, you know, maybe... Maybe I'd be okay. Maybe everybody would be okay if I weren't around. But then I, they stop. I try talk myself out of it. So that's why, to me, I think it's so important to have those family members or friends or whoever's close to you be around you during those times. You need a confidant. And that's kind of yeah. what I've realized. And your confidant is not always your spouse. It's not always your mother. It's nope. not always nope. your father. It's not always, it's, and it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. But you have to find someone who you feel safe with to share your heart to that will not right. judge you for sharing Exa- your I was heart. just going to say that. <laughs> Who's not going to yes. judge you. Who's not going to judge you. And, you know, my confidant, my safe place is my best friend, Kimberly. She's been my best friend since the fourth grade. And she could talk me off a ledge. And I know, you know, once I opened up and told her, you know, she was like, oh, my gosh, Jasmine, what do you need? You know, do you need me to come down there? Do you need me to fly out? Do you, do you need me to, what do you need? I'll be there. And that's what I needed. I didn't need no oh, one to yeah. judge. I didn't need no one to tell me, like, oh, my gosh, what, what do you mean? She just wrapped her arms around me and said, hey, whatever you need, I'm here for you. You call me day or night, and I will talk, you, talk to you. And that's been my confidant. If I'm going through something, if I'm in this funky headspace, you know, I can call her and tell her where I'm at, and she'll help me, and she'll walk me off the ledge and say, you know what, that's probably not the best idea, Jasmine. You know, you're really <laughs> smart, because that's not one of the smart things you said. You know, and, and she, but she'll do it in a loving way that I don't feel judged. I don't feel shame. Mm-hmm. I don't feel frustrated. I feel like someone's caring, and someone's taking a chance to just reflect and tell me when I'm wrong, but in a loving way. And that's what you mm-hmm. need. You have to surround yourself with people you can trust because, like I said, you are easy to pick off when you're by yourself. You are easy to pick off. And if you suffer alone and you suffer by yourself, then you'll continue to suffer because there's no one there to help you shift your mind. So I really recommend if you even have the little bit of the inkling of the thought is to get around people who are supportive Mm -hmm. and Try to slowly let them know what you're going through. I'm not saying you have to spill all the beans if you don't feel comfortable, but give enough so that people can be like a lookout for you and know that they just need to even just keep you in their prayers. Yes. Oh, definitely. Well, this seems like a real good time to kind of go to break, Jasmine. But before we do, can you give us your website real quick before we run to break? Oh, yeah, no problem. So my website is www.jasminemarie.com and Jasmine spelled J-A-Z-Z-M-I-N and then Marie is M-A-R-I-E.com that's my blog um, where you can read um, different things about just the situation like going through fear frustration, anger um, as well as purchase my book or just stay connected with me and you'll also be able to find out any of my upcoming events in a city near you Wonderful. Jasmine, Jasmine, that's awesome. Um, We're going to go to break here, so hopefully you will return with us. And we have the wonderful Jasmine Jackson with us today.
your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. All right, and thank you so much for returning. Today's guest is Jasmine Jackson, and Jasmine has been telling us her survival story of suicide. She has a very inspiring story, but now, Jasmine, you said the the Lord has called you to uh, almost reinvent yourself and and to use you as, um, as a witness for Him. So tell us, who is now Jasmine Jackson? So, um... Jasmine is now a person who knows who she is. She's a person who is complete in the purpose of of what God called her to do. And complete in a sense of complete when, when she fails and complete when she's successful. Because she realized that the failure and the success all play together into what God is doing in her life. So she looks at everything with a fine crude tone and understands that when things go wrong, they do not define who she are, who she is, but it helps her become a better person. And I'm a person who has the right perspective on a matter. And I'm a person who is willing to be humble and show her scars because I understand that I'm not greater than anyone. I'm just being used by God in a different way than someone is. But that does not amplify that I am better but I understand when I'm weak and I show you my weak, then you will be able to have a connection with me. And we can just talk about some realistic situations in order for you to be successful. So I, I am what my best friend calls a trailblazer. A someone who, when she goes through something, she doesn't just want 
herself to be free, but she wants everyone around her to be free. So she'll run with a message or with the good news in order to be able to touch as many lives as possible. And that's always been my personality since I allowed my brokenness to be used by God. So I'm a person who was formerly broken and is continuing being repainted as a masterpiece for Christ. Well, you know, that's it's so wonderful that you have been able to grasp onto that thought and to actually use your life for good because so many people have overcome things and, and, you know, maybe they're alive today because of Christ, but they don't always get that. They don't always realize that that is why they haven't gotten that message yet. And I, I truly believe for my, for my own um, meaning is I'm alive today. He saved my life twice. Um, the suicide Amen. and also the, I was in a, a car accident, which should have killed me. And I'm here today. And I thought, you know, God, there's a reason I'm here today. And I think God is putting me, I, he's here telling me, Chantel, I need you for this. You need to tell people all this stuff that I have put you through or that has happened to you is for a purpose. Now show it and show people that they can get over these things and that they can still shine and be the light in somebody else's darkness, no matter what they're going through. And I'm so glad Jasmine that you were able to see that because not everybody does see that. And I was able to see it simply because I went for a relationship with my creator I I dove into really understanding who he was in order to understand who I was. And a lot of times we don't understand who we are because we're not talking to the person who created us, the person who put us together, the person who understands us even when we don't understand ourselves. So I realized that if I wanted to truly understand me, then I had to truly understand him. And do I I understand him completely? No, but I have enough Mm -hmm. of him in me... (laughs) to be able to understand enough about myself. And I'm still learning things about myself, but as I learn, I'm willing to share. And that's powerful because I don't want to hoard it to myself. I understand what it was like to be broken. I understand what it was like to be depressed. And it sucks. Like, let's be honest about it. It was not fun. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, like, that was not a cool thing to do. But, so I know how I felt. So because I understand the pain that I was in, I want to help someone else maybe not go through the same amount of pain for the same length of time. And like you said earlier, if I help one person to think about their situation different, to put the life down, to put the pills down, to understand who they are for the good, to see that their failures are not the periods in their life, but the commas, then my life was useful because I was impactful. I impact yes. someone for change. And I've gotten to where in my life that if I'm not impacting anything, that I'm not using the air that I'm breathing the right way. Because I'm here to change people. I'm here to impact lives. I'm here to be a light in a dark place. I'm here to be used by him wherever he seems necessary. And that is my driven purpose. It's to impact people for change in order for them to understand who they were created to be. Because we all have something inside of us if we take the chance to understand it. And I think what this generation is missing out is that 
we think everything's supposed to be easy. No, it's not supposed to be Mm -mm. easy. Nothing Mm -hmm. that you get easy do you use as precious as a precious thing. If I get something easy, then if it if it got lost, then I don't really care because I mean, it was easy to get. But when it took me a long time to get there, when I had to struggle, when I had to to cry through it, to break through it, to read through it, to order to gain back my mind, then no one can take that from me. I won't let you. You're going to have to fight me for real to get Mm -hmm. that from me because I knew how much it was worth to get it back. And that's what life is. You have to fight for the goodness in life. You have to fight for purpose. And you don't see a lot of people living out purpose because not a lot of people are willing to fight for purpose. They want it easy, but it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come easy at all. My life is not easy, but my life is Mm. purposeful. So that's the difference. So how did you, speaking of that, how did you discover that this was your purpose in life? Um, I got quiet with God. I, I got to really understand who he was. And not, you know, I, I have been a Christian all my life. I, I was raised in the church. And you probably, you hear that may a lot of times, but I didn't know who God was. I knew who God was for my mom, I knew who God was for my grandmother, but I didn't know who God was for myself. So mm-hmm. my first thing in order for me to overcome is that I had to get a relationship with God and not have a relationship with God. See, religion is about rules and regulations and stuff like that, how you're supposed to operate in the church. But relationship is where you know God on a first-name basis, where he can whisper in your ear, and you know that it's him talking to you. It's like having a relationship with a friend versus having a relationship with your governor or your president. You know, Mm -hmm. you know of him. You hear the things he does, but you are not in connection to him. And I had to get in connection to God. And as I got into connection with God, he showed me that my gifts, he showed me my gifts and talents. I've always had a way with words, but I was a very shy person. I didn't like to talk to other people because I didn't think that people would hear my words and be useful with them. So I was very shy to talk to others. But that was a gift that God had given me. And as I gave my life to Christ for real <laughs> and actually mm-hmm. began, became a follower of Christ, which means I diligently seeked him, and he didn't have to try to look for me, <laughs> then right. I realized that I had a gift with words. I had a gift with my presence, that I had a power in persuading people to my thought process. But he had to make sure that my thought process was right before he let me continue to be, to be persuasive, because people can be persuasive for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> through that, um, and through <laughs> failure, <laughs> I had yeah. to fail a lot of times. You know, and I think that's what we don't want to talk about. We're, we want to talk about we're all champions. Yeah, you're a champion because you failed. <laughs> that's how you became a champion. You had to overcome. And it was through the failures of failing at this and getting back up and failing through this and getting back up. It gave me the perseverance to be able to walk in my purpose, even when everything didn't go the way I expected it to go. Oh, absolutely. And, and I totally agree with that. You, you hit it on the head there when you said, you know, through your failures, because you know what, every time, I don't know about you, but every time I fail, I learn something. It's like, oh, oh yes. don't do that again. 
And, you know, and it, and it does. It makes you stronger, too. And the good Lord must think I am Wonder Woman after all he's he's thrown at me. <laughs> but he, it does. It makes you stronger. It really does. Um, so tell us now, you how did you get into speaking? Um, well, uh, speaking kind of was something I kind of fell into in a sense of I started off when I was in high school, I was on the debate team. So I okay. started off practicing speaking at a, at a younger age. Um, so I was in the debate team all throughout my high school life. Um, and then when I got into college, I was actually going to be a pharmacist. So going, my degree is actually in biology. Um, but I would always take speaking courses because it was something that was easy for me. It was easy for me to get up um, and not prep for something and, and give a good speech. That was just a gifting that I had had. Um, so it was like an easy course, like, you know, you got some hard classes, but you take a class that you know you really got to study for in order to keep the buffer your GPA. So that's kind of how I got more of my speaking skills, not really pursuing it, but using a gift that I already had. Um, and then after I went through, um, my suicide, um, attempt, um, the Lord had really been pressing upon me that he wanted me to use my voice and to really speak and, and everything. And I went into this um, season of, you're not talking to me about that. Like, God must be crazy. He's not really talking to me about that. Um, I must, this is, the, this is the devil talking. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. really the now. And trying to run from it. But he would put me in situations that will make me speak. You know, I became a small group leader at my church. So, you know, you're a small group leader. You got to talk, right? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. That's um, right. <laughs> I became a school teacher. I think every day you give a speech at school. So oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. A <laughs> day teaching people reading and writing and speaking. So that's in my everyday life. And then this year um, was the first year that I actually stepped out on faith and started speaking around the United States, um, which was a big leap because it's like, oh, God, are you really using me? But, you know, he did. He showed me time after time that this was my gift. So it was something that I ran away from that God kind of just redirected me and was like, nope, that's what I need you to do. Go ahead and go up there. Mm-hmm. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad that uh, that you discovered this talent and that you're sharing it with everyone because there's so many out there that you, you have helped, even though we don't always see the, the results of that. I know there's people you've helped, and I know even today you're helping people just by being on this show. Um, so tell us again before we go to break here, Jasmine, how can we find you? Uh, what's your website? Um, so you can find me on my website at www.jasminemarie.com, and it's again J-A-Z-Z-M-I-N, and then M-A-R-I-E.com. Or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at j.mariespeaks. Um, so that is kind of my handle on Facebook. You can find me there um, and just connect with me. I'm new to the social media game. I'm trying to get it on, um, <laughs> but I like the more personal connection, but God is really pushing me to be more on social media, social media and use the power of media in order to impact for the kingdom. So please right. stay connected to me. Um, get on my website, subscribe, follow me on the social media handles and, you know, Give a message. You know, if you need a prayer request, I pray every morning diligently. So if there's anything you need prayer, 
I'm not just here to speak and sit, but I'm here, like I said before, my goal is to impact lives. So partner with you in prayer is always a way I can do that. Wonderful. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back with Jasmine Jackson. Stay tuned. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com How do you define work? Is it that mundane Monday through Friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you? Or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment, achievement, and purpose? If you are looking to make your work life the latter, tune in to Working on Purpose with Elise Cortez. There are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. encouraged and connected on our lively award-winning healthy living power hour star style be the star you are with host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan live every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific on the voice america empowerment channel tune into the power party for positive uplifting life-changing talk radio visit starstyleradio.com cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering what do I do now I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question regardless of the issue your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you you have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease how different can your life be find out Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Chantel Inspires. To reach the show, call in to 1 888 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. Or send an email to Chantel at ChantelInspires.com. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. Thank you all for coming back with us. Today our guest is Jasmine Jackson. And Jasmine, we just have a little bit of time left in our show today. I just want to tell you I've had so much fun interviewing you. But you told us that you have a book. So please tell us a little bit about your book, Enlighten Us. Oh, no problem. Um, So my book that I have released now is called Dear Labels. And it was a concept that I got after going through my depression and my suicide attempt um, to where the Lord had let me know that I was wearing things 
that were not of him. I was, I had a bunch of baggage, I guess you can say. And that baggage was causing me not to be fruitful and to be in a one consistent place instead of moving forward. Um, and those things, those spirits, I called them, he called them labels to me. And they were fear, frustration, confusion, anger, jealousy, shame, and pride. And how I got the message, Dear Labels, is as I was going through the process of letting the Lord show me what these labels are and then shedding them in my own life, I wrote letters to my labels because there is a power in declaring your victory over something. Um, mm-hmm. It's a power in putting, putting it to words. I, I think about the Bible verse where it tells us that we don't just think about a vision, but we're supposed to write the vision and make it plain that people can take it and run with it. And I took that verse and I made a vision that I was going to be victorious over these labels in my life. So the book talks about the seven labels that hold people back and then the seven labels that set us up to be victorious in our work with Christ. Um, so the second half talks about how to be a visionary because we are all supposed to be visionaries. Everything that we touch was a vision from someone. So that is our God-given right to visualize something and to make it happen. So we are visionaries. We are victorious because of Jesus Christ and the victory that he won the cross. We now own part of that victory through him. And we are victorious, which allows us to be conquerors. And since I know that I'm a conqueror, I can be content in the midst of a situation because I've already won the battle through Christ. And as I walk in my contentment, then I understand that I can have the peace of Christ over my circumstance because he's going to see me through, which allows me to have the joy in the midst of trials and pain. And then I realize that even though I have failed at different things, I am fearfully, wonderfully, I am fearfully and wonderfully made through him. So those are the seven labels that allow us to walk in our victory, that allow us to walk in our purpose and destiny. So I talk about how to release the labels that we're not supposed to wear and then how to walk in the labels we are destined to wear. And that's how I got the whole concept of their labels. And in the back of the book, it's where you can write your own label letter. And because I want it to be interactive, I want it to be impactful. So you can actually write your label letter to the, to the situations in your life and declare your victory over those things. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm working right now on devotional that will go through it to be used as a small groups tool for um, churches and um, a book clubs. So I'm really excited about that. But I'm just happy that I can help someone because this is not a concept that I just saw in my head. The book is what I walked. So everything in that book was was my life. And it wasn't a life that was, you know, wrapped in perfection because when I wrote peace, my son was in a hospital and I didn't know what was going on. When I wrote joy, a doctor told me that I would have to bury my, my, two-year-old child at the time and said that he would not make it to see three years old. And I had to walk through that circumstance with joy in my heart to know that regardless of what God did, he was still on the throne. and He was still great. So mm-hmm. these, it wasn't, it was a hard book to write, but I'm glad I wrote it. And it's filled of ups and downs because I didn't want my reader to think that Oh, I had joy because everything was going right. No, when I was talking about joy, it was the darkest time in my life. And the only 
way I made it through was because of him, because of my connection with Christ. Because again, like I said, I was told that I would have to bury my own child and that he would not live past the age of three. And he's sitting with me now and he is, he's been three for three weeks now, which is a miracle in itself because the doctors told me that that was going to be impossible. The doctors still don't even know why he's still alive right now. So my life is full of ups and downs, but it's my mindset towards it. I understand that I'll have victory regardless of what I'm going through. Hmm. That is just amazing. I just how many books have you written? Just the one? Um, or did this is my one? This is my first book. Um, I'm okay, working and it's, what's on it my called? second book right now. <laughs> what What's it called? What's the name of the book? My book's called Dear Labels. It is Dear Labels. Okay, because you had mm-hmm. said when you were writing Joy and writing Peace, I was wondering if that was a book or if that was. No, so when that was a chapter. So that's okay. A chapter gotcha. In the book. So okay. A chapter in the book called um, "Dear Joy" and um, "Dear Peace." Um, so each each chapter talks about the label um, that okay. I went through. So the seven labels are in the initial book of the labels that I dropped, which were fear, frustration, confusion, um, je- uh, shame, jealousy, anger, and pride. And then the second half of the book talks about the labels that I learned to walk in, which was how to be a visionary how to be victorious, how to be a conqueror, how to be content, how to have peace, how to walk in joy, and then how to understand that I was fearfully and wonderfully made despite my circumstances. Okay. Wonderful. Oh, well, is there is there anything else that you want to tell um, our audience today, Jasmine? We've got a little under two minutes left before we, we have to say goodbye. So um, is there anything that you want to express to, to our listeners? Yes, um, I want to express that your life is not as bad as you, you think it is, that you may be going through a very hard time, but there's always an opportunity for it to get better. And I challenge you at this time to change your perspective concerning your current situation and think about the things that you can learn and apply in the future and think about how you can help someone else in the midst of your frustration, in the midst of your anger in the midst of your difficulty. And I don't say that in a sense that it's not painful because I understand it's completely, utterly painful. And you have every right to feel how you're feeling. But you don't need to stay in the midst of your emotion of the situation. You have the authority and the control to change your perspective concerning it. You may not have the authority to change everything concerning where you're at, but you can change your mind and you can renew yourself and renew your spirit. And get connected to God, get connected to who he is so that he can help change your circumstance. If you're in the Greensville, Anderson, South Carolina area, I uh, encourage you to go to fearoverpurpose.com, which is a tour that's going to be in the area that I will be there speaking about how to release labels. So if you're in the area, I do recommend you come and just connect with me. But if not, check out my blog, check out my Facebook uh, page. I will be praying for all the listeners and I will be hoping that you connect with me um, in the future. But again, your life is not a period, it's a comma. If you have the faith to change your perspective concerning your circumstance. That's Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Thank you, Jasmine. And you know what? I'm going to pray for you, too. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
I is truly been my pleasure and my honor. And for all of those listening, hopefully you'll be with us next week. And thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in to Chantel Inspires. We hope you found personal inspiration in today's show and can take control of your life as well as be a light for others. Be sure to tell others about the show and tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. 